Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. You know how you conquer a bag of popcorn? Conquer? Wow. One kernel at a time. Hmm? <laughs> Who eats popcorn one uh, kernel at a time, though? Well, it's a handful at a time. Duly noted. It's like M&M's. All right. Welcome to the uh, Today's Issues program, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Great to be here on this beautiful spring day. I wish it were spring, Chris, I mean, uh, Fred. It's gorgeous. Our though. president. Yeah. <laughs> call you president. That's what, <laughs> that's what they do. That's what Joe Biden calls Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Jean Pierre calls uh, Kamala. Is it Kamala or Kamala? Kamala. My yeah. bad. Well, uh, you're not doing anything that President Biden himself doesn't do. <laughs> Duly noted. He called. He called her Kamala Cam- the other day. <laughs> he did. Yes. In front of the whole world. Yeah. And the uh, Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They were in the White House. I think he, that's when he called her Kamala. Christopher Woodward. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Ed, tell folks how they can. Watch us. Yeah, they, they want, want to, to do that or engage. If, well, yes, if you want to watch us, you can go to Facebook and search for Today's Issues and click through. You can watch us do this program uh, through a video stream, or you can go to our own streaming platform, AFA streaming platform, and that is, you can find that at streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. And on our Facebook page, we post the stories that we talk about. Yes, and uh, you are able to, uh, we do have kind of a, a a group there, kind of a community that will interact with one another in the comments. The comments aren't always, you know, instructive. Yeah. Sometimes we get a troll or two on there, and we cancel them. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you're too irritating, right. we cancel you. Right. right. We don't, and you, we don't have to go through any committee or anything like that's, that. That's right. Clear. No, it's most of the folks on there. Yeah. Are, we, we there are people who will disagree with us, and that's, that's fine. fine. Yep, it's America. It is America. Chris, good morning. Good morning to you, brother. Good morning. What's happening in the world of news? Well, I want to begin with some uh, developing news because Wall Street Journal and Fox News and other outlets are reporting that uh, it appears Alec Baldwin is going to be charged today with involuntary manslaughter for the shooting death of a crew member. On that, uh, on the set of Rust, that was the western he was uh, a part of filming a couple of years ago. Uh, at this point, uh, there was a scene in which uh, Baldwin fired a gun. Someone behind the camera uh, was shot and killed, uh, and that's been playing out for a long time now, uh, for at least a year. Uh, but as according to Wall Street Journal and Fox News, I'm looking at the television right now. Uh, it appears that Alec Baldwin and maybe even the armorer of the uh, film project are going to be charged today. Um, with the death of that individual behind the camera. Now, how did this happen exactly? I understand it's a movie set, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Alec Baldwin, most everybody knows who we're talking about, a very famous actor. <clears throat> so they're, uh, excuse the pun, shooting a scene. Yes. Right? Correct. And uh, a Western in which uh, Baldwin uses a some kind of a pistol or something? Yeah, with a live round. Okay, with a live round. Now, and it shoots the um, what, what? What was her role? I believe she was one of the directors. Okay, and she dies. Mm-hmm. But now uh, 
so then you wonder how in the world does a live round of ammunition uh Fred that, get that's shot? why they were that's why they're also charging the armorer uh the person who is in charge of the weapons on a uh, on a uh, movie scene i tell you what if i were in that position i would have fired into the air first maybe i, I don't you know what i'm saying right uh but uh, maybe but anyway if he's charged and it's involuntary manslaughter and uh i mean that's that's the lowest bar for murder right mm-hmm. yes so well the taking of a life mm-hmm yeah, taking up a life. So any thoughts on this, Ed, at all? Well, I, listen, it's it's unfortunate. I'm sure they try to be very careful uh, on these movie sets. But anytime that the guns have to be real realistic looking because they're stand-ins, they're, even if they're a prop gun, they're stand-ins for the real thing. So they've got to look real. They've got to feel real. And they have to fire. So you got to have blanks in it. And so I, I don't know why a, a – live round would have been placed in in the at all at all i i just i don't know so mm. i it's it's one it's it's one of these unfortunate things it's like when you have a race a nascar race or something like that you know you're driving at speeds uh that are dangerous and somebody can lose control and then you're saying well how can we make this better well the thing you're doing in by its very nature has the potential for danger, and I think that's what happened here. I, I'm not sure why they're charging Baldwin. I don't know what he, he he relies on the armor, whatever they hand him, whoever they hand him. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about his role, his lines, and he expects that the weapon he gets is going to be shooting blanks. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of articles from 2022. The individual that was killed was cinematographer Helena Hutchins. And the, let me pull it up here. According to the Wall Street Journal today, the armorer has been identified as someone named Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. And she, again, is expected to be charged with involuntary manslaughter in the incident, which occurred on the set of Rust in New Mexico in 2021. So it has been about two years ago. Yeah. Next story. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> she, she had a... Uh, uh, an interesting afternoon yesterday, uh, much of it to her own, uh, because of her own doing here. She uh, came out, did a press briefing, and as anybody would expect, reporters had plenty of questions about the uh, the Biden documents. Once again, for people that have no idea what we're talking about, items belonging to Joe Biden during his time as vice president of these United States have been found in places including a think tank bearing his name and his personal home in the great state of Delaware. And they were classified and it's unlawful to remove classified documents from the possession of proper authority. I'm going to get you a bag of popcorn. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And um, he will conquer it. Yes, one kernel at a time. Now, Corinne Jean Pierre, she's uh, continually getting questions from reporters asking, "What do you What do you know? Is the investigation continuing? All these kinds of things, based on things that she's told reporters. But yesterday, she told uh, one reporter that she's just basically done answering these kinds of questions. Clip to clip ten. I want to uh, reference an interview that President Biden did in mid-September with 60 Minutes. And in that interview, he chided former President Trump for having in his possession classified documents. He called it irresponsible. First of all, do you think it was proper for President Biden to comment on an ongoing DOJ investigation? So I'm going to say this. 
uh, and I'm going to keep it really short today as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter. I'm going to refer you to Department of, Just, uh, Department of Justice in, with the, that specific as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this uh, this legal matter. I would refer you to the White House Counsel uh, Office. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Not going to go I'm into further. I'm simply asking you to comment. I, and on I just, the I, that you work for. I, just I just commented. I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered your question. Go ahead. Well, I, I did. Well, it's your, it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. She. That's sickening. I did not edit any of that. That is a live. Continue I watched something that you sent around, Tim, last night. I watched it this morning because, frankly, you stay up too late. I just can't, I just can't hang with you. It's all the popcorn. Um, and, uh, but I listened to it this morning. Sickening. I, I, I do not know whether Corrine Jean-Pierre is just this incompetent or whether she's being instructed by the White House to play stall ball. That's all I can uh, – it, it that question that was asked was that by Peter Ducey or is or that oh that was one of the other questions there uh, there are other reporters now that are starting to get frustrated mm-hmm. with her non responsive uh, responses um, that is a legitimate question it's got nothing to do with the ongoing current ongoing investigation of the DOJ into what Biden's doing the question was simply since you're not talking since this White House is not talking about a quote unquote ongoing investigation. Was it proper for President Biden right. to comment about an ongoing investigation mm-hmm. of President Trump? That's got nothing. Her her response has got is is has got nothing to do with the current investigation. She just I I, I again I don't know whether she's just incompetent and cannot and cannot answer these questions. And they've told her, don't say anything. You're going to mess it up, or whether she's being instructed to. Uh, to cover up what's, what this Biden administration is doing. It, it sounds to me like she's probably been advised by somebody. This is what you say, no matter what they ask. Right. Here's the response, because I've been watching these briefings now for, what, 10 days? Mm-hmm. And it's the same response every yes. time, every time. But, but you know, <laughs> the reporters now are, are digging down a little bit deeper. The the questions are becoming the highlight of the day, not her response. Right. There was a question yesterday, and this is fascinating. Uh, a week ago today, at 12 noon Central Time, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, came out and announced he was appointing a special counsel. Within hours after appointing that special counsel, uh, uh, Biden lawyers, accompanied by Department of Justice officials go back to the Delaware House and they start finding more documents. There's a question being asked. Wait a minute now. At that moment, at 12 noon last Thursday, this whole thing was turned over to a special counsel. Within hours, they decide to go, the Biden lawyers and the DOJ officials decide to go to the Delaware House. They were not supposed to do that. Because at that point, it became an investigation of the special counsel. Yeah. So they were not supposed to do that. The other thing that's being asked is, why didn't the DOJ instruct an FBI agent or two to go with them? Yeah. Because none of those people 
had the authority to touch a classified document. Yeah, because that seems like that would be illegal as well. It is. Yeah. And, and Jonathan Turley and some of these legal experts, they they say the White House is digging a deep, deep hole here. What they're doing, Merrick Garland already convicted them last week because he says those, the, uh, the Penn-Biden Center, obviously uh, Joe Biden's garage, and inside his house. His are, personal library, too, now. His personal library. At his home. Are all insecure areas. Merrick Garland said this. They're all insecure areas. And by very definition, that is illegal. Yeah. yeah. All Kareem Jean-Pierre needs to say is my boss is guilty of sin. <laughs> and uh, I don't have anything else to say to you about this until the uh, special counsel's mm-hmm. office has completed their investigation five years from now. Right. Um, you know, or five to 10 years from now, they'll, they'll be completed with their investigation. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, facetious, it'll probably, it probably will take them a year or so. I, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a two week deal, quite frankly, that the, uh, he's guilty. He's admitted it. He, he's admitted it by the findings. Yes. Okay. Which, which are undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, the president, uh, when he was vice pre- president, Biden, when he was vice president, took classified uh, documents with him, multiple uh, classified documents, just like Trump uh, did. At uh, now, Trump says I declassified them, right? And there's some argument over that. Trump's the ones that Trump's had in the the boxes down the hall in the room at the Mar-a-Lago compound or home, whatever you want to call it, um, South Florida Resort. Um, <laughs> But we're we're in a room that we're locked up, and 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 everybody knew about it. The Secret Service was uh, protecting the home, mm-hmm. so nobody nobody really uh, seemingly had access to this. As the discussions uh, back and forth between the National Archives and uh, President Trump's representatives were going on, in fact, he had given some of them already back to the National Archives, as I understand it. And the rest of them, they told him, "Hey, keep them locked up till we did." Till we hash this out, right? Right. Uh, with respect to, uh, so you compare that to, uh, and remember the FBI went in, uh, lights ablaze, uh, lights aglow with all the lights and the a raid, a raid. And so, why the question now is, knowing what we know about President Biden, how do we know there's not more? And isn't th- isn't this the FBI's purview now? It should be. Should shouldn't they do the same thing with Biden's home, mm-hmm. maybe his beach house? Doesn't he have a beach house? Yes, he does. Uh, and and why, why? It seemed to me like it, if it's a special counsel, it should be the FBI doing this, not not uh, the White House lawyers or Biden's personal lawyers. That's what the the experts are saying. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a double standard in yes. the treatment. They didn't want to. The reason that didn't happen is Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, said, "I don't want to make my boss look bad right. in the eyes of the public." So we're not going to have blue lights and. FBI agents, uh, you know, with their jackets, says FBI on the back, wandering around Biden's personal home. Um, then the, the, that's so, I mean, that's just clear that it, it's a complete and total. It's, it's a Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. treatment. This is why Republicans say that the Department of Justice has been weaponized and the FBI. This is another example yeah. uh, of that. Uh, that's. And if, if if the Department of Justice and the FBI and the liberal media can't understand that, it's because they don't want to. They don't want to understand. They it. they un, they understand. Yeah. And, and the, I, I let me just say this yeah. re, re, really quickly. I think it would be wrong for the uh, for the FBI to raid uh, 
President Biden's homes, just like I think it was wrong for them to do it to a former president of the opposition party. Right. I think it was wrong. It would be wrong in both cases because, as you said, it represents the weaponization and politicization of the Justice Department, which is supposed to remain impartial. Joe Biden lost his title of vice president in January of 2017. The Penn-Biden Center opened in 2018. The other questions being asked, where were those documents all that time? Mm -hmm. Right. In which John, Corrine John Pereira would refer you to. (laughs) Yeah. She would, I will refer you to, I will refer you, that's her favorite statement, I will refer you to. Yeah. In other words, I ain't, I'm not act, answering squat here, mm-hmm. people. Right. So, um, and and you're right, Ed. She all, all she was asked about the uh, about Biden saying it was irresponsible on 60 Minutes of, of he said in criticizing Trump, hey, who does this? It's irresponsible. Well, now Peter Ducey, whoever it is uh, at the White House press corps, saying, hey, your 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 boss's words are are turned back on him. What do you think about that? Right. And she acts like. I don't know what you're talking about. I will refer you to. Yeah. No. It's this. She was her answer implied that what President Biden said about President Trump is part of the current investigation. Right. Right. Which it's not. Right. I, I don't know. I, I'm with you guys. I don't know whether she's just dumb or she's just playing dumb. I think she's just I think she's playing dumb. I think she's been told this is all you say. Well, she needs to say that. Yeah, I've been told I right. can't I can't answer your questions. Why don't you just say about that about this issue? And and you know what? If I'm a reporter, I go okay. I get that. But my boss, who can fire me, yeah, says I'm not to answer any of your questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to. Right. So you understand, guys? I like a, I like a paycheck right here. I like my job. My resume needs. I don't need to be fired for speaking out of turn. So if you got a problem with me being uh, gagged here in my role as press secretary right then you need to go talk and then i will refer you yes. to the white house counsel the department of justice yeah. or uh, but i'm going to do uh, what i'm told or, because they're the lawyers right and i just deal with you clowns <laughs> today i expect her to say i will refer you to mickey mouse <laughs> uh huh i will refer you to uh i don't know uh scooby-doo go ask scooby-doo your, uh, well as we as we have we have been mocking her Rightly, it's so easy because she now all she does is refer people right, to, right, right. and you know what? We got have Google for that, right? Right. We we why can, are you we, even up here? We can find numbers for the right. Department of Justice, and we know who to call there. Right. So what do we? And need when they for? call there, they don't answer anything. They right. refer you to, and then they don't answer anything. It's like it's like uh, when you get on the phone call with a company. Yes, <laughs> and you get re- you, you get circled around, you know, yeah. three different people. They they're hoping they're hoping you'll give up, right? And you and many people do. Yep, give up, right? You talked about that the other yep. day with me. All right, I do, Chris. I do have one other highlight. What, uh, there's another highlight. Yes. Oh, good. Um, in as part of the briefing yesterday, Karine Jean Pierre was trying to go over the vice president's schedule as far as what she's going to be doing in Who'd the next. Who she few refer days. you to on that? Oh, what? Uh, Department of Transportation. Yeah. <laughs> infrastructure, what have you. One of the departments. Yeah, so she's going over Kamala Harris's schedule for this weekend uh, and see if you can spot what she says here. Clip eight. 
This Sunday, the president will speak about the fight to secure women's fundamental right to reproductive health care in the face of these attacks. She will talk about what's at stake for millions of women across the country, and most importantly, the need for Congress to codify the protections of Roe into law. It was at the very beginning of the yes, clip. Yes, she called Kamala Harris the vice president. The president. The president. Yeah. Well, and then went on to say she. In, following in the footsteps of the president himself, mm. who frequently calls the vice president the president. He does. But, you know, sometimes they'll say like President Harris. So it's not just Joe. Uh, it's also his uh, spokesperson that's referring to Kamala as the president. Um, to Ed's point, she's not the first person, but people did kind of mock her for that on social media yesterday, in addition to how she treated reporters who were expected to ask questions because their boss want them to ask questions or they're going to be fired. Yeah. I, I'm just frankly shocked that people are mocking on social media. <laughs> when did that start? Well, well, you know, Twitter is not, ever since Elon Musk took over, Twitter is not the uh, safe place. <laughs> that it used to be, where everyone uh, embodies the fruits of the spirit. Uh, it's you know. Uh, let me All right, so there's no point in doing these White House press conferences. Quite frankly, no, there's really no point in it. Well, now I, I, I just I want to disagree here, Tim. All right, it's it makes our show a lot better. Duly noted, <laughs> we get yes. to we get to mock yes the press yes. conferences. I would refer you to the podcast page because <laughs> you can listen to this show on afr.net. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Tim, Ed, Fred, and Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Well, um, I do want to mention this real quick because if you're planning on buying eggs today, bless your heart. <laughs> uh, I bring that up because USA Today did a not so deep dive on the uh, the whole egg price issue. It won't be the last did night. Did they crack the case? They, they <laughs> did. They did. <laughs> Wait, you're not yoking, are you? No. <laughs> We didn't plan that, by the way. No, that's grade A humor right there. Okay, so uh, egg prices, according to USA Today, they were up 60% in December from December of 2021. Um, Chicken union. Yes. That's the reason for that. In January of last year, the average price for a dozen large grade A eggs was $1.93. By December of last year, prices surged to $4.25. That's just on average. People in other parts of the, some parts of the country were paying far above that. Mm. Reasons uh, include the usual bird flu, but also supposedly there was a big demand uh, for eggs around the holidays and uh, higher production costs. I demanded four scrambled at Waffle House the other night. (laughs) Yeah. I got them, too. You show up there with the Jaguars quarterback? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Love that. That Trevor Lawrence. So now you can buy a hen for five bucks, but a dozen eggs cost you seven. Yes. Do th- well, so, so go buy Joe Biden's hand. America. So to Tim's point, uh, have chickens gone on strike? <laughs> There's a chicken union. We'd be in big trouble at our house <laughs> if the chickens went on strike. Yeah. Uh, well, supposedly they're dying left and right because of the bird flu. Uh, yeah, now they did have to kill a bunch of them. They did. I don't know where that was. And I don't really US know how you combat the bird flu because uh, a lot of it is blamed on migratory birds. That are landing in backyards and that's, getting that's other kind birds. That's a xenophobic comment, isn't it, Chris? Well, if right. birds would start wearing masks, we wouldn't Good have this. Night. So wait a minute now. Ed, has your, you'll have your own flock of hens? No. Oh. We, we used to. Oh. My wife used to have uh, two or three uh, hens, and um, we used to get fresh eggs. Now, it was good, but I don't know. She had to do a lot of stuff to take care of them. Oh. I said, just, you know, just do the— How many uh, eggs could you get daily from your bunch? Oh, I don't know. We could, we'd get three, four, five. Every day? Yeah. All right. That's, you know, people. there's a lot of people doing that oh. now. And yeah. There's and, a guy uh, that works for our website. 
that brings us eggs uh, yeah. often. Yeah. And they're usually bigger. Mm-hmm. They're the brown eggs, right? The real eggs. I didn't pay attention. I only paid attention to what was on my plate. I didn't know what they came. I didn't Keller, know how they came, what yeah. kind of container. Keller can vary depending on some of the ones I've seen from people bringing them in. All right. Well, that's your ag report. We're, <laughs> I'm Chris Wood. We're, 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 pork, pork belly futures is up there. <laughs> Thank <And> you, Les. <laughs> we're, Les Nesbitt. We're, hey, we're laying these, this first 30 minutes <laughs> to rest yes. here. Huh? And we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net Ever wanted to take a tour of somewhere you've always desired to see, but you didn't want to work at putting the whole thing together? Well, guess what? Problem solved. If you've been wanting to go to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., but you don't want to have to map out everything and plan everything, we've got it all solved for you. Our spiritual heritage tours, all you got to do is show up and get on the bus and have a smile on your face. That's all you got to do. And the rest is taken care of in June and September. We'll see our nation's capital together, believers and listeners from all over the country. The website for the dates, the cost, and everything you need to know about these two trips in June and September is spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We also go to Colonial Williamsburg and Jamestown in September. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starr, and stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. The White House is in a free fall over reports President Biden had classified documents in his garage in his Washington, D.C. think tank. According to U.S. Code, that's a violation of federal law. The timing of the revelations, though, is especially suspect. It happened just as Biden was about to announce a second run for the White House. And many are wondering if his fellow Democrats are behind the leaks. My money is on former President Barack Obama. My friend Liz Peake announced on my national radio show that Michelle Obama has been making visits to New York City, asking big money donors to fund a political campaign. Just what that means is unclear at this point. But don't be surprised if the 2024 presidential race pits Mrs. Obama against Donald Trump. You heard it here first, America. I'm inviting you to stand with Israel. Join me this fall on a tour of the Holy Land. More info at ToddSterns.com. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. 
Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. That's the name of this program here on American Family Radio. We're here Monday through Friday. Friday, of course, we have trivia, our trivia show, and uh, that'll be tomorrow. Uh, I'm already me started in, getting my questions. Are you? Yep. Doing, doing your research? I'm doing some. Uh, all right. I didn't hear you at all, Chris. Oh. So oh. Is your microphone I've working I've been muted. Right? Yeah. You've been muted? Yeah. Brent, <laughs> I've been shunned. Uh, has that ever happened to you before? <laughs> uh, first time. First time. Okay. Got canceled. Uh, Tim, Ed, Fred, and Chris. And hopefully along the way you'll be able to figure out whose voice is whose. Um, all right. Uh, before we get back to the uh, – News of the day and more stories to delight you. Ed, we have a guest, don't we? Yes, uh, we do. We want to welcome to the program Dan Steiner, who is president and founder of Preborn. And if you've been listening to AFR this week and listening to this show, we've been talking about the AFR campaign with Preborn. So we thought, why don't we just have Dan on to uh, talk about it? It's a big push today, folks. Uh, you'll be hearing it all day on American Family Radio. So, Dan, uh, welcome back to today's issues. Hey, it's great to be on the program. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate the partnership with American Family Radio and uh, the lives over the years. Uh, you know, thousands of lives, guys. Yes, we saved together. Dan, we've been talking this week, and. Uh, I was surprised at kind of two statistics that that you guys have provided for us, but a lot of people don't know that uh, that abortion is the number one killer uh, worldwide, and then also the high percentage of women who go in to a crisis pregnancy center thinking about abortion. Uh, but who change their minds when they see an ultrasound. Uh, let, it, let, let our listeners know a little bit about some of these numbers. Yeah, so if you took heart attacks, automobile accidents, and cancer and lumped them all together, it wouldn't kill as many Americans as abortion does. Uh, thousands, you know, 2,300 a, a day in America. It's the great American Holocaust silently happening around us, just like it did in Germany, around the church. And uh, in response to that, American Family Radio and Preborn have, over the years, partnered to provide a solution that works, and that is uh, tapping into that God-given maternal instinct that that mother has when she hears her baby's heartbeat and sees her baby on ultrasound. It's a game-changer, doubling the chances she'll choose life and then become beside her with, uh, you know, maternity clothes and doctor visits and housing and whatever she needs uh, for years if needed so that she can have the power to carry the pregnancy out to term. So it's not just caring for the baby, but it's caring for the mother. Of course, um, our all, uh, you know, our great love is our two ministries, AFR, AFA, and and Preborn. It's the gospel of uh, Jesus Christ, which is the best thing that we give her so that she can have a new worldview, a new decision matrix upon which to make her choices in life and uh, not be in an unplanned pregnancy again and raise up her child in the fear and admonition of the Lord. 
So it's a comprehensive solution, gentlemen, that we're doing together over the years that uh, presents a alternative to this great uh, satanic uh, ritual, which is what it is, of abortion. It's, it's a darling of the kingdom of darkness. And, and in the face of that, guys, we're providing a, a great light. Uh, people can get involved, $28 underwrites and ultrasound. Um, I think you guys probably have it on your website this week where uh, they can go and support a mom. You know, ultrasound for a mom, 28 bucks, 140 underwrites, five. You know, some people may even want to underwrite machines, you know, for us to give. We want to put 110 machines in pregnancy clinics this year, guys. So we're really going for big results and uh, so appreciative of this opportunity to to talk to the audience uh, all this week on all of your programs. Ed, what are we, what are, what are we asking? Our, I'm sorry, Dan. What are you, what are we asking our folks to do listening? Well, we are uh, asking folks to, uh, to uh, give. It's as simple as we can put it because give towards what give to give towards this campaign, which will provide free ultrasounds for ladies who are going in to pregnancy, uh, 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 Christian pregnancy clinics, across the country. $28, as Dan mentioned, $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound. As we mentioned, uh, when that happens, when a mom hears the baby's heartbeat and then sees the image of her unborn child, 80% of the moms choose to keep their baby. This is a powerful tool of righteousness to try to convince women, many of whom have been pressured to have abortions, but they see their unborn child and they change their mind. So $28, a gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound. As Dan mentioned, if you if you want to give more, $140, for example, provides five free ultrasound sessions, reaching five women with the message of life. Now, here's the number to give if you want to give to this campaign this week, 877 616 2396. That's the number to call to donate, to give money to preborn. 877 616 2396. You can go to AFR.net if you want more information about preborn and the mission of preborn and what this campaign is all about. And while you're there, you can donate online. Uh, Dan, uh, what would be your uh, your kind of final message to our today's issues uh, listening audience uh, about just how important yeah. this is? Appreciate appreciate you guys is going beyond the rhetoric of our you know we're a rhetor- rhetorical culture into action that you know giving people an opportunity to respond. Uh, that number, go to afr.net, go to preborn.com to do something about it. Get involved. Be a part of the solution. Abortion's not over this year. As last year, we know on the 24th of June, we uh, saw Roe versus Wade overturn. Now it's a state-by-state fractionated battle. It's much more difficult. Um, they're going digital. We ought to have a program on this sometime, Tim, the, how the abortion industry is going digital and chemical, and there's abortion trafficking now created as a result of this in abortion-restricted states. And uh, it's just the battle is ramped up because of this. We need people's involvement, and especially their prayers, more than ever, to be able to provide these solutions to these mothers who are being pressured, and then they're 
you know, the abortion industry is profiteering on them handsomely. Planned Parenthood is a $1.2 billion deal annually, uh, you know, on the misfortune of women that are being pushed to abort. And so um, mm-hmm. well, stand with us. That's, that, that's the message. Absolutely. All right, Ed, get the phone number again. or how, Yes. How uh, folks, the, and how much are you talking about? Well, $28, uh, $28 gives uh, a free ultrasound to one woman who is coming in seeking some counsel to a crisis pregnancy center, a Christian pregnancy clinic. So you're, uh, you so $56 folks, is two? Yes. Yeah, okay. So uh, for those of you listening, your gift of $28 provides one woman seeking an abortion a free ultrasound. We've already mentioned just how powerful a tool this is in convincing women to keep their unborn child alive and safe and to bring them into this world. And here's the number to call if you want to give to this campaign this week and to give to life. It is 877-616-2396. The number is 877-616-2396. Or for more information about this campaign, about preborn, uh, or to give online, you just simply go to AFR.net. Thank you, Brother Dan. Look forward to um, this campaign. I mean, we're, we're, we're in the middle of it, obviously, and, and a, lot more, um, uh, a lot more support. Thank you, Brother. Look forward to working with you guys. God bless you all. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> That's Dan Steiner, who is a president and founder of preborn and this is a powerful ministry and uh, a great work you know i think it reflects the uh heart of god we're pro-life right unapologetically pro-life here at american family association american family radio folks you can just cut through all the clutter uh clutter and noise out there and the uh screaming on the left primarily about reproductive rights. That's what that euphemism is, reproductive rights. Okay? All right, you can talk about that stuff all day, or we can talk about what really happens here. And the reason we're pro-life here at AFA and AFR is clear. To borrow from John Kareem. Kareem Jean-Pierre? Yeah, borrow from her. She's clear, right? Yes. So we're going to be clear here. The Bible says that the taking of an innocent unborn baby's life is murder, is immoral. It's killing, right? Right. So from the time the baby is conceived, at that point, the conception, a new life has begun. That's biology 101, and it's also in the Bible. So, uh, God is against abortion, right? That's right. Right. The sixth commandment mm-hmm. says, thou shalt not commit okay. murder. So, we as Christians <clears throat> here are following God's lead to stand for life and the right to life. Yes. And to protect unborn babies from having their body parts ripped off them mm-hmm. <clears throat> or having their uh, having them, <clears throat> I don't know if they still do this in abortions, but. I'm sorry to be so graphic, but you you got to be about this, or, or or people get lost in this uh, the pro-choice rhetoric. You know, it sounds so right to pro-choice, like you're choosing between chocolate and vanilla ice cream or right. something. No, uh, sometimes they in the past abortion they inject the baby with saline solution in the sack 
the embryonic sac. And burn them alive. And it's, it scalds them to death. So, I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Right. When they say reproductive rights, health care for women, and we're talking about abortion, those, those people don't want to talk about the reality of what we're talking about. So you wonder why are, why are the uh, pro-lifers uh, so – why do they – why do they care about this so much? Right. Why do they talk about this so much? It's because this is a, a extremely serious matter, and God speaks to this in the Bible, and we're here to defend mm-hmm. and protect innocent human life, including unborn babies. Yep. So when we promote pre-born. preborn right there, you know, there's more than one way to be pro-life. You, obviously, legislation, mm-hmm. right, at a state level and a national uh, level judges all those things going uh, down to clinics to try to yeah, change to, the minds of yeah, women going to, in to, to protest there but this is a this is another way to directly yes. be pro life right right that's right so the women who are confused under pressure they want some answers a lot of times they'll go to a christian pregnancy clinic and to be able to see their unborn baby with these ultrasounds clarifies to them that this is not a blob of tissue this is not like getting your appendix removed. They see a living being, sometimes smiling, sometimes sucking their thumb. They heart hear beating. the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So that clarifies the issue and cuts right through the rhetoric, as you're talking about, Tim, the rhetoric of the pro-abortion crowd. That's why these ultrasounds are so powerful. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, our colleague Alex McFarlane is with us most Thursdays at this time. And he's, uh, of course, he's a peanut farmer. At least <laughs> that, that's what he does sometimes. How you doing, Alex? I'm blessed. How are you guys doing? We've mentioned we've mentioned that before. Uh, an inactive peanut farmer, right, Alex? Well, uh, I'm an active peanut eater. Some days, yes, you know. <laughs> but hey, I hey. saw I saw a, 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 a I don't know if it was a Twitter or a Facebook post or whatever. You were in New York City yesterday, right? I was. I was at Fox News, and I was also with Eric Metaxas yesterday. And what we talked about mostly was abortion and the morality of our country and how it it simply must be restored. But do you have a? What were you doing at Fox News? Uh, I was being interviewed. Um, I wrote an article for the AFA Journal, also known as the Stand. Right. And I would encourage people to try to uh, read that. It's about millennials and young people and so um i was asked to you know do an interview with lauren green and we we kind of elaborated on that article and talked about this the state of children and youth you know i want to commend fox news uh i know they they aren't perfect all the time but they allow for the christian faith to be expressed Mm -hmm. whereas msnbc and cnn and others often uh, censor it out, shun it, don't talk about the Christianity, mock, malign. But uh, Fox News is fair to especially uh, Catholics and to evangelicals, don't you think, Alex? Oh, I, I agree. And yesterday in my interview with Lauren Green, which um, I, I don't know when it'll air. It was all, you know, we were in the studio pre-recording. So when it actually will air, I'm not for sure. But um we got into the topic of whether or not people are born gay or born transgender, and I say they are not. And in fact, you know, mental health professionals, you know, despite what the popular, you know, 
conventional wisdom might be, people are not born gay or born transgender. Um, it's a, a means of trying to deal with abuse and emotional pain. And Lauren and I got into the, the talk about a book that came out some years ago called Homosexuality and the Politics of Truth by a guy named Dr. Jeffrey Satinover, who has an amazing resume of like Albert Einstein School of Medicine, MIT, multiple master's degrees, a medical degree, and a, P, a couple of PhDs. I mean, the, Jeffrey Satinover had an amazing resume, and he talked about how the AMA and the APA, the American Medical Association and the American Psychological Association, were basically bullied, bullied into sort of accepting homosexuality and transgenderism, not by any scientific discovery, certainly not by any change in human nature, but by lo- endless, unrelenting lobbying by activists. And, you know, I was so impressed that, Lauren, we unpacked this subject and try to be very respectful and very factual uh, and very, you know, frankly, kind of academic about the way we discussed it. We weren't bashing anybody. We were just giving facts. But I was sitting there yesterday in New York City at Fox, and I thought, wow, they are actually letting the counterpoint come out here. They're letting me share these facts, and the public may do with them what they will. But, yeah, kudos. Again, like you said, Tim, they're not perfect, but they at least let let – the other side be heard. Mm. Yeah, I, I back when Bill O'Reilly was on, he had a very popular show for what ten or fifteen years. Long time, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. highly rated. The number one show on cable news. That, that's how yeah. they described it. And I was on with him two times, I think, over the years, mm-hmm. talking about various and sundry issues. He would cover both sides and give both mm-hmm. both both people, uh, you know, a, an opportunity to to speak. And so. I've forgotten. I was on Fox News another time or two. Uh, but anyway, I just want to say that I want to commend them for at least they don't censor out. Yeah, they don't censor out Christianity. There was a story the other day about NBC Sports and a uh, player for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a kicker. And he made the – I didn't watch the game, but my brother told me about it and others. It was one of those – I think the Jaguars were behind 27 to nothing mm-hmm. and uh, over the Chargers and then came back and won at the end with the last second field goal. So the field goal kicker makes it, and he's celebrating, and he's holding up the, his cross that he had that he wears. Uh, and in the press conference following the game, the cross as well, just to take that moment to glorify God and to, you know, Jesus Christ and NBC. Mm-hmm cut away from it yeah yeah and they, it was intentional they said it was right you know there was a story about this after the game how they were censoring out they didn't want him to talk about his faith at all or have any kind of symbol of his faith and all just yeah. thought viewpoint discrimination yeah and i'm just don't why why do they care evidently they've been trained to say you know they talk about anything they want to but don't, don't let them talk about jesus mm-hmm. or god yeah because it quote unquote offends people who aren't christians yeah Oftentimes, a network will only allow you or a politician to speak about Jesus if it's backing up what the network agrees with, like abortion or illegal immigration. Or if you're a Democrat Mm -hmm. and you want to use Jesus as, like, there's a a, a television ad on. Some of you may have seen it, and it's a very touching, moving ad. It's about, and it's showing a 
these poor people crossing our border illegally on the southern border and and you know got the music in the background and uh and they're talking about how there was a uh, immigrant who left a land many 2000 years ago he had to flee with his parents to uh, go to another land to escape a persecution mm-hmm. and uh, you know and threat and threats, and then it's ta- and at the end of the ad it it says that, that was Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a very uh, poignant uh, television ad pulling at your heartstrings. But what it was saying was that uh, Jesus would be uh, in favor of would be against borders. Yeah. That's mm. what he was saying. Jesus would be against borders because he too was a, uh, quote, illegal immigrant. Right. And so anyway, I, I'm only saying that to say if, if, if you, in the mass media, the liberal media, if you want to bring up Jesus, you at least got to, you got to have Jesus promoting some left wing call. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, the, the fallacy that the left uses and, and they, they've almost elevated this to an art form is what's called a non sequitur. And that's Latin. It means it doesn't follow, non-sequential. And so you you craft some poignant little 60-second video like this. Well, you know, Jesus was an immigrant. Well, he wasn't an illegal immigrant, and uh, he wasn't part of a political ploy to break down a country and subvert the law. And so, uh, you know, whether it be the climate or whether it be responsible immigration or whether it be um, welfare reform or whether it be a moral foundation and giving legal protection to the unborn, the left is masterful at saying, oh, so I guess you just want people to starve. Mm Well, yeah, it was like even Amy Grant the other day, the famous uh, uh, famous gospel singer. Yeah, when when people were asking her, you know, how can you – um, host and pay for a gay wedding, and sh- her answer, which is so, you know, the the superficial non thought of of Christians, she says, "Well, I thought I'm supposed to love God and love people, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's I, supposed I'm to kidding. be a mic drop right there, right. Huh? exactly. Well, we we, we, have well, got we to, and, and it's a, what's the old saying? You know, the worst lies a half truth, yeah. exactly. And uh, exactly. what she's saying, it, what she's saying is true, right." But but there's some context there that she conveniently leaves out. Yeah, the yeah. part where uh, we love people enough to tell them the truth about uh, sin, about the judgment to come, and about and the consequences of that, eternally speaking. Yeah. Amen. Yesterday, Eric Metaxas and I were talking, and you know what a, what a privilege to record with him yesterday afternoon. He's a very godly man, a very brilliant man, in my opinion. And we, we were just talking about how the church has got to have some biblical grounding and some moral courage, especially Amen. pastors. Uh, because, look, folks, it's not just the America that we're going to live in for the next 10 or 20 years, should the good Lord give us that long, but it's the ki- the America that our kids and grandkids are going to live in. Yeah. I mean, and so we we simply must... Uh, across all boards, I mean, all hands on deck, pastors, parents, teens, all of us, we've got to pray, promote truth, and influence others. Yeah, what's your latest book, Alex? Well, my most recent book is 100 Bible Questions and Answers from the First 10 Years of Exploring the Word that I co-wrote with Bert Harper, my my friend and colleague of a decade plus. And uh, Bert and I 
have volume two coming out in the fall of 23. Yep. But and then we're going to offer it for our for our radio share-a-thon for AFR in the fall. That's going to be what we're going to give to those who give to the ministry. Tim, I got to tell you, man, greatest honor of my life. I mean, really. Um, my mother and my family was reading Don Wildman's newsletter 30 years ago. And now to help write a book that's going to be the AFA Premium, mm. you, you cannot know how meaningful that is to me. Amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Bless Very you. Much. So I'm just glad that where you uh, did. You were in New York yesterday. How many carjackings did you experience? <laughs> <laughs> we, hey, I saw some traffic where a driver, two drivers got out. I thought they were going to engage in fisticuffs. But, you know, the wildest thing, and, and I'm going to post this on Facebook. So I'm up there with uh, Michael Segovia, who produces radio for James Dobson. He went to get a bunch of film and audio for us. And uh, so I'm in Times Square sharing John 316. And this college student walks up to me, African-American young man named Dylan, and he goes, hey, did I hear a Bible verse? And I said, well, yeah, total stranger. And he's like, all my friends want me to become a Christian, but I've really kind of felt like I'm an atheist. So we, for 45 minutes, got to share the gospel, pray with this young man right in Times Square. I mean, it was totally spontaneous. And so we had a great day of ministry in so New wait, York City. So you were straight preaching or what? I, I really was. Now, well, I, I, know, I know we don't have time right now, but when, when we come back sometime, I've got to tell the story. Two days after 9 11, I was right, in stop right the there. New York. Stop right there. Uh, can you come back after the news? Well, Jeff McIntosh and I are recording the Hamilton Corner because tonight and tomorrow I'm guest hosting for Abe Hamilton. Please don't miss well, it. Can, well, I, Jeff's right there. I see him across the glass. I can tell him to wait. Executive order. <laughs> I'm his boss. <laughs> Jeff, we're going to wait, okay? <laughs> Jeff said good. We're we'll wait. Okay, can, you, cool. can you come back and tell us that story? Then you can go do the taping. Uh, I shall. Okay. Executive order. Well, don't, you think, I, don't you do think it, that was an appropriate use? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Huh, He's got absolutely. a pen and a phone. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> using it. Just being led by the Spirit. I am. Amen. We can't, we can't be all legalistic all the time. That's right. We'll be back, and Alex can tell you the story he was about to tell you. And Courtesy of the, of the Wildman Executive Order. We'll be back. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.